It's 2014, people, and it's time to get sciency. Is that all right? Is that good? Yep, that's the slogan. Yeah, that was our that's our new slogan for <laughs> this year. Welcome to probably probably science. I'm Matt Kirshen. I'm joined by Andy Wood. Yes, and uh, we have no Jesse. He's still making his way back from the Midwest. He's on the journey of a lifetime. He's on a Tolkien-esque. He has a quest. Yeah, and we're going to see whether he makes it. Uh, but in the meantime, we're joined by um, our other favorite guest co-host, Mr. Augie Smith. Good to be back, everybody. I was uh, doing another uh, podcast. Uh, you know about this uh, probably creationism? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot more fun. There's a lot more truth going on over there. I'm just well, telling you. What's interesting is our podcast kind of grew with time, but that one arrived as like a fully formed <laughs> yeah. Perfect podcast. <laughs> like it was already there. It was done. Yeah, they only have done one. They do one, and then that's it. That's all they got to do. Yeah, um, it's irreducibly complex, that podcast. Right. <laughs> the first podcast was God Made the Heavens and the Earth, mm-hmm. right? And then the second podcast. Anyway. I heard that the the seventh podcast they just skipped. Yeah, they rested. <laughs> they, they did have to rest for that one. Yeah, they earned it. They earned it. That's the voice of Emily Heller. Um, Thanks for joining us, Emily. Thanks for having me. Super funny comedian. One of my favorite. Um, Conan sets. Oh, yeah, that was great. Much. Listeners, go seek that out. Yeah, look on it up. Teamcoco.com. Look also, up Emily Heller. Um, co-creator with her brother of the blog uh, Suck My Dick New Yorker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We just turned two years old. <laughs> Excellent. It's one of the most immature and funny things on the internet. It it's- never gets old. We, it- uh, if you... If the name alone is not description enough, we do the New Yorker caption contest, but all the captions are suck my dick. All <laughs> um. <laughs> variants of it. Yeah. So there'll be a guy climbing up to to <laughs> like a Himalayan mountaintop to speak like with a, a guru <laughs> who just says suck my dick. <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've ever heard of. I can't believe I don't Thank know you. about this. Yeah, well, now you do. Uh, suck my dick, New Yorker. A reason to go com. on the internet. Yeah. Now, finally. <laughs> What's great is, like, I'm looking at the comments, actual New Yorker cartoonists have gotten onto this blog now. Yes, yes. That was actually, like, the beginning of people actually finding out about it was a couple New Yorker cartoonists tweeted about it. And I, I was like, um, please don't shut us down. This is all we have. <laughs> and he was like, I have neither the power nor the inclination. That's so And great. then one of them drew us one. We published it. Meaning? Well, like, he drew a cartoon that was just a couple on the beach, and uh, there was a plane going by with, like, a banner on it that said, (laughs) suck my dick, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember if the guy was saying, like, well, what do you say? That was Joe Dater, I think, drew that for us. Yeah, it's it's on the blog. And that's the whole thing. That's it's the just whole you thing. Do, we do two posts a week. Always, I do one and my brother does one. It's not always just the three words, suck my dick. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. It's a board meeting and someone's, someone's like, someone's like, put that coffee down and suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, going to suck my dick? Yeah, yeah, or like if someone's on top of something and says like, come on down off that thing and suck my dick. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. It's the highest of highbrow. <laughs> yeah. So listeners, go seek out suckmydick. No, what's the- suckmydicknewyorker.tumblr.com. Yes, yes, can't recommend it highly enough. Dot gov. I would love to write a grant for that project. Oh, yeah, just yeah, to get to the dot org. Fucking- <laughs> 
with like literacy an, and with, it teaches anatomy. Yeah, <laughs> just with like an, a camera embedded in the letter, so I could see the look on that face of the person <laughs> who was reading it. Do they have that kind of camera technology I don't that goes know. into? I would have to write a separate grant to, to get, get that. the technology going. Yeah. Excellent. So you are uh, sort of recently transplanted from New York. You moved back to L.A. last summer, right? Yeah, in June. And not back. This is my first time living here. Oh, okay. What do you think of it so far? You know, it's exceedingly pleasant. It's not bad, right? It's not bad at all. It's very nice to be outside in January. It's January. We're in the backyard. I'm in a t-shirt. It's It's at night. Seven in the evening. During uh, Arctic... What's it called? The polar vortex? The polar vortex. Yeah. Yeah. Although that may not be a polar vortex. We'll get onto that. That is one of the stories (laughs) we're going to get into. um, And it's also proof that there's no global warming, right? That's what I've been seeing a lot of that on television. Because weather and climate are the same thing. Yeah. And global warming, uh, like if global warming were real, mm-hmm. every day would be hotter than the previous day. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It'd be <laughs> Mad Max times, correct, right? Yeah. Right now. If that's not happening, then it's right. not a real if thing. That is not yeah. happening. Yeah. Then yes. And We'd be eating dog food out of the can exactly. and cannibalizing each other <laughs> if global warming is real. right now where it's hotter than right. it's ever been. <laughs> and there's still polar bears, so there. Yeah, exactly. So there's just, it's, right. it's out of nonsense and we have no need to take care of the planet because mm-hmm. it'll take care of itself. Finally. Thank Somebody I can talk to. This has been probably creationism. Uh, before we get onto the stories, we have a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we did a show last, so yeah. We... Sorry, guys. I meant to uh, I meant to do a bonus episode over the break, and that's I plan to into, I plan to get some of my friends in London on the mic, and completely failed. I over did Christmas. actually record half an hour of drunken fireside ramblings about the Man Gulch fire and other things related to fire and uh, with with TJ Chambers, friend of the show and past guest, and uh, some I used other to friends. drink at a bar called the Man Gulch Fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's in the tender one. Make you feel pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I should put that out or not. Uh, I was a little bit drunk, um, and there wasn't much science. So we'll probably leave. We'll probably no. We'll probably that'll be one for the archives. That'll yes. be like the forgotten Bonus. episode. Someone donates a little. Send, I'll just send an MP3 of it. But um, we do have some people to thank. Sure. Yeah, by the way, people can always donate to the show if you want to help us cover our costs. We do appreciate it. You can just go to probablyscience.com and click donate. Um, some people who've done that in the last month or so include Matthew Garvin, who, uh, in honor of my German friend on my Nicaragua trip, uh, gave two and one half dollars. Um, <laughs> uh, Matthias was a fan of two and one half men. The, um, it's so Chuck close. It's so close it's to the, the title. Yeah. It's the best thing It's ever. mathematically identical to the real title, yep, and it's, it's just correct. so wrong. It's correct. Yeah. I have told <laughs> I've told probably a dozen people that because <laughs> they just love half it. Men. And it just everybody yeah. universally loves it. Yeah. <laughs> two and one half men. Two and one half men. <laughs> they all like it more than the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, if the show ever got cancelled and was replaced by a German man just saying that title again and again. <laughs> Today we bring you two and one half men. Werner Herzog presents two and one half men. Stellan Skarsgård and yeah. Werner Herzog. <laughs> so we have Matthew to thank. Uh, Scott Fitzgerald made a donation. Uh, someone donated eight cents, which I think they thought was funny, and then the PayPal fee was eight cents for a net of zero. So, <laughs> so, so suck my have, dick. Yeah, so that person's name was suck my dick. Yeah. A few people have done that. If you donate... If you do donate those sort of single cent figures thinking it'll be a little joke or whatever. It does we, nothing. We, we, and we're we get not an email. Name, we're not going to name your name. Yeah, we get an email, but what you're actually doing is giving more money to PayPal and the eBay Corporation. That's true. Without 
so doing anything right. for us whatsoever. So way to support the man. I think, yeah, <laughs> how about a rule uh, in honor of Matthias uh-huh. that the minimum donation is two and one half dollars? That's perfect. Yeah. We actually have a rule now. Okay. Yeah. It's two and one half dollars or, I mean, not to be like, we, we do or, appreciate or anything, whatever. Or something we, yeah, less than that. Yeah. We uh, do. We do hugely <laughs> appreciate anyone who thinks to give us any money. And there's been some incredibly generous donations as well, which is. Yeah. Ian Day, thank you very much. It was very generous. Um, and Michael Gabona and Robert Howley. Um, and also, over the holidays, a lot of people use the Amazon button on our, on our website uh, to buy gifts and that kind of thing. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. If you don't know, there's a, if you go to probablyscience.com and click on the Amazon affiliates button, and then just shop on Amazon as, if, as you would normally... Uh, we get a little extra commission for that, and that helps support the show. And even I didn't really believe it was a real thing until you just logged in. And I just logged me in, and, and actually... some real money has come through. There has been one problem, and a few people have emailed to ask whether it works if they're shopping on the Canadian or British Amazon. And we've just found out. Um, thank you so much for doing that, but apparently we screwed up on that one. We actually needed like Amazon, despite for some reason being the same con- company everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to set up a separate one for Amazon UK and Amazon Canada, and. So I'm going to get onto that, uh, hopefully before the show goes out. But at some yeah. point this week, there will be a separate button if you're shopping on the British or Canadian Amazons. Yeah. And if there's any other countries that you're going to shop on Amazon through, I, I don't know if I can spend my entire life <laughs> <laughs> just going through every country in the world. But I just hope nobody was buying things they wouldn't otherwise buy. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, it's, there's no extra cost involved. It's just Amazon. Yeah, so so I'm sorry if, if you thought you were supporting the show and actually threw off all you weren't. But thank you anyway for, for doing that and hope whatever gift you bought for Christmas was well received all the same. Uh, and and also, as always, uh, probablyscience at gmail.com or you can tweet us at probablyscience. We always like hearing from you. Uh, with questions, comments, clarifications, story ideas, and so on. Um, that so that's the housekeeping out of the way. Emily, um, we always ask our guests before we get started: What if anything is your science background? Um, I I cheated on a, sci- a science final in college. Good. Good. Only, I took one science class in college, and I got a C after cheating on the final. How, and it was like, how did you cheat? Calculator? What did you do? It was a. Um, <laughs> should I ad- admit this publicly? Yeah, I, I think don't the need statute of limitations degree. has I don't expired. need my degree. I took one. Okay, I went to UC Santa Cruz, which has pass fail. Slugs. I shouldn't. Ha- I should have used my pass fail on that class, but it was yeah. a class about plant sex. Um, what is pass fail? What does that mean? It means that like instead of getting a grade, which would affect your GPA, you could use a pass fail and take the class pass fail, and you just find out if you passed it or you failed it. it doesn't and it doesn't your affect GPA. your GPA. I would have graduated with honors if I had taken this class pass oh. fail, and I didn't. Um, but the final was open note, so mm. you could use notes that you had taken in class. They mm. also had all of the PowerPoint presentations online. So I copied and pasted all the text from the PowerPoint presentations into Word, changed it to a handwriting font, printed it in gray on lined paper, and put it in my notebook. I don't think that's cheating. That's not cheating. That's so much work. You can't possibly be cheating. (laughs) Cheating is supposed to be easier. But that took five minutes. I don't think wow. that the time you put into it makes it cheating. I mean, or I didn't think put the, into the it. truth of the matter is it did not help me on the final at all because I so hadn't long read to, any yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't have a very strong science background. That's okay. Um, but not I'm, the first guest to answer that way. I'm. I like talking about it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And we have some stuff here that's uh, it crosses the line. As per usual on our show, not everything stays that scientific. So, not to worry. 
Yeah, I, I had a lot of classes where we were allowed to make those cheat sheets also. And I think the lesson is by the time you've made it, you, that's your studying. And then yeah. you never have to look at it because you've learned it. In yeah, the course writing of it down is what it. makes it. Yeah. What yeah. makes you learn it. But if you copy and paste it, you, you don't, don't, you don't have it. that part of it. And exercise. you don't know where to look for stuff right, in right. it. I do kind of wish I would have done that even in classes that didn't have those and yeah. then just not brought it because that's better than that's the best kind of study. Do you really is, wish that you had done that? Because you're out of school now and I it doesn't matter. I still think about I still think about how I could have gotten some better grades sometimes. Is that am I the only one? I, who, no, I still I think about that as well with my degree and uh, and I have not used like I graduated in two thousand two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. Like twelve years ago, and I have not once used my degree since. Right, and still I think like, oh, I could have got a better grade if I just put a tiny bit of work in. Where do you have is- it? Do you have it in your house? Uh oh, the actual certificate. I think yeah. my mum has it somewhere. Like she <laughs> you has. Don't even it. have the actual. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Last words. Like yeah, my- me too. I think my yeah. parents have it. I don't know. Yeah, my mum has do all that. Did you graduate? Probably not. Yeah, I did. Wow. What was your degree, Emily? Um, history of art and visual culture. Oh, what was it? Was there an era you were specializing in? No, I did my final, my like exit class was on um, postmodernism, which okay. I could not define. You couldn't define postmodernism? No. At the end of the class, no one could. It's all the shit that came after modernism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the class, easy. someone was like, okay, will you please just tell us what it means? And the teacher was like, you should know by now. And we're like, oh, we don't. That's such a postmodern answer <laughs> yeah. to that question, isn't it? I don't it? know if that's what he actually said. <sighs> uh, whatever his answer was didn't sink in, so... <laughs> Yeah. Well, um did you did you graduate? I never went to college. Yeah. I started doing stand up right out of high school. Oh man. Yeah. Do you regret that or no? Uh no. No, I don't. I uh I, I think I would have had a good time in college. I was not yeah. a good student in high school to begin with. Yeah. I literally had uh uh less than a two point in high school. Wow. Yeah. What is that what is that equivalent to? Average uh, like uh, less than a C, like right. a C minus. C minus, average. yeah. Yeah. See it's funny because I didn't really think much about whether like this conversation I'm thinking more about than I would have in the past because I realize we have a fair number of listeners who are of an impressionable age and I want to like send the right message. I don't want to, I don't want to give them any fodder to argue with their parents and say like the grades don't matter. Here's the thing. These guys in the podcast. I want to say like, it's not that grades don't matter. What you learn is what is what matters. Uh And I'm glad that I went to college because if I had started stand up right out of high school, I would have been a, more fucked up than I am uh-huh. and probably mm-hmm. uh, taken a lot longer to lose my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> That's reason enough to spend a hundred well, And if you don't sure. go to college, then how are you going to learn that you're better than everybody else and be able to do stand-up right. and talk exactly. about how bad everybody else sucks? <laughs> this is See, so... if your plan... Kids, are you listening? This is I'm talking to you. <laughs> if your plan is to go uh, bar to bar doing a comedy act... Uh, then college couldn't hurt you. It can't hurt you. Yep. It can't hurt you. Have something to talk about. Right. Learning a little. But the Harvard mafia. Yeah. How about the Harvard mafia. Yeah. The Harvard that. mafia that runs Hollywood. Right. Um, speaking like speaking of younger this listeners, I, I I don't know how I feel about this. Like in, we, we're both a little bit. We got an email from an eighth grader who doesn't want to be named, but she's a big fan of the show, and she started off her email saying, "Don't worry about the language. I hear much worse at school every day." Um, which is still sort of like I'm still thinking about the fact that we have eighth grade listeners now. Like it's in the back of my mind. Um, but she's a big is fan it of Sasha or Malia. It's one of them. <laughs> it is. You can say it. She's a big fan of Karen Gillan, a big Whovian, and Amy Pond is her favorite companion. So I, I believe that's how she stum- stumbled across our show. Uh, um, but she's she's got a science fair coming up, and she wants us to give her tips. And I didn't have the heart to tell her that I like science fairs were always. 
I never got the point because I was like, if there's anything that I genuinely was curious about, what are the chances it hasn't already been tested and found out by somebody? It I mean, they're repeating like you someone else's work. It sounds like you have the heart work. to tell her that. <laughs> well, you just I guess did. I just did. You didn't, you didn't do it personally. You saved <laughs> yeah. it for yep. when you saved it for thousands of. It out. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't like. We never had science fairs aren't a thing in Britain. Like we don't have the science fair. So the only reason I know about science fairs is from things like The Simpsons. And where Brady they feature, yeah. feature in an episode like I know right. it's one of those American things that I know about from TV uh, you've never you guys, taken a piece of foam core and <laughs> scored it down the back to make it into a triptych and uh, uh-huh. what, you've never made a volcano yeah I mean I've made volcanoes obviously but it's just more through my godlike <laughs> no, abilities sure. <laughs> <laughs> I actually destroyed a Hawaiian town that's the power that British people have that's right. they control the weather is yeah. that indicative of like why of Americans like we need to take something that we're supposed to be learning and turn it into both a show and a competition uh, that's exactly that's right <laughs> a science pageant yeah <laughs> there's no point in learning something if you can't be get a first place ribbon yeah. for learning if you can't make someone else feel bad in the process Exactly. That's a great point. Wow, yeah. it's taking, it's 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 yeah, it's encouraging all the worst aspects of our educational system and yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know. How, so do more you like know, science, uh, unfair. Hey. Right, guys? <laughs> um, but drop yeah, your mic. drop your mic. That was really good. <laughs> get in the car, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Commit. Go to the airport. Get on a plane. Yeah. Uh, that was a quick comedy. <laughs> that was the end of all. Wow. <laughs> He went out on top, though. Nobody's years say ended all on this podcast because of a science fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, we don't have advice. I don't have any great ideas of things you can test. You have to find your own way. You yes. have to. <laughs> We're um, going to set you free, and uh, good luck to you. If you could cure a disease while you're doing it, that'd be great. I've yeah. heard of things like that. I've heard of people actually making breakthroughs in high school science fairs mm-hmm. and, and being. Well, that's where Sought the drug cocktail came from, right? Yeah, I hate those people. It's like the Tracy Flicks of the world. Yeah. Like, I can't watch Election and not have this visceral <laughs> angst. Like, I hate Reese Witherspoon as an actress because of that character. I can't separate <laughs> So she's her such a from, good actor, yeah. but you hate her. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> like, I'm the guy who watches What About Bob and like hates Bill Murray so much and loves and, and like feels for Richard Dreyfuss. I'm like, yeah. well, this guy is so put upon. And the same with Matthew Broderick in Election. You just like, lost he doesn't the deserve grader. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just get so mad at those movies where I'm like, he's right. The guy's crazy. How come no one's... Uh... Um, yeah, I relate to the straight man too much. Uh, so, so Sorry we have no use, Dina, but we do also thank you for... She sent in an article about uh, a cheese that some scientists have made using bacteria from a belly button. Mm. Uh, biologist Christina uh, Agapakis and scent expert Cecil Talas. I don't know what a scent expert is, but apparently one of them exists and is involved in this um, project. Extracted bacteria from the belly button, feet, mouths, and tears of artists, writers, and cheesemakers to create 11 human cheeses. Mm-hmm. Cheesemakers, I understand, but artists and writers have the grossest belly buttons <laughs> and toes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why they have such an, like enough bacterial buildup that they yeah, can actually make Yeah, and the tears, there's something, there's something to that. There's something about, like, you're capturing the essence of their art when you make a cheese out of their tears. But yeah, this, there's a, there's a lot, lot of been going on in the, um, in the cheese world. There's Breast maggot milk. cheese, yeah. according to this National Geographic article. That, uh, uh, Is the problem that we're running out of milk? Is that what's going on? 
that we need to we need more cheese using, i think they're still using milk but they're just using the bacteria to curdle it is that what's happening actually to be honest i didn't read the whole article i don't quite understand how <laughs> well, cheese well, i know uh, when i look around america and i see the size of us i think the problem is we don't have enough kinds of cheese yeah. i think a lot of people would say that about our country more cheese made from the tears of artists yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why it has But that's like the only way to make the tears of artists valuable to the rest of America is if you turn it into cheese. <laughs> Otherwise, they could not give a shit. I think. And how do you get their tears? You say, oh, I've got a paying gig for you. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? We're going to take We're some of make, you and make food. We're going to make, We're gonna make no, cheese say, out of the stuff in your belly button. <laughs> you say, I've got a paying gig for you. And they say, really? And you say, no. no. And then they cry. Yeah, and then now it becomes a no, paying gig. No, of course gig. not. Yeah. Yeah. You play the loot. Of course I don't have a gig for you. <laughs> what do you think the most expensive cheese is made from? This article does mention a cheese. It's $576 a pound. I'll, it's from an animal. Which okay, animal so do you animal think? Animal cheese. Yep. Serbian. A Serbian, a Serbian animal. Serbian animal. Do snakes make mil- bat milk cheese? Mm. Ooh, bat milk would be good. Uh, it's the milk of a donkey. Donkey milk, for some reason, produces cheese. It's almost $600 a pound. Uh, it takes 25 liters of donkey milk to make one kilogram of this thing called Pule? Pule? Uh, P-U-L-E. Which is Serbian. Uh-huh. Because mm. donkey milk has a low fat content. Which uh, makes you ask the question, why would you bother using that? You know what? If, for zero dollars, you could just not eat cheese. You could also just be... Right. And all, not ingest any fat content. Either. All I can tell you is the wife has been all over me about taking her to this new Serbian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get the, the cheese plate. supposed yeah. to be amazing. Do not yeah. order the grilled cheese. Yep. <laughs> it's $5,000. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Well, thank you for writing in. Uh, I did. She said we could use her first name. I think, right? So, yes. Uh, let me make yeah, sure. Yeah, I did realize that. halfway through that. Having gone, we won't name her. Yes, we don't just... use the last name, Dina. Thank you, Dina, for listening, and good luck with the science fair. We don't mean to discourage. Uh, but uh, volcano. That's always a popular one. Mm-hmm. Just make a volcano. Make right? a volcano or a solar system. Or a... Oh, solar systems are good. Yeah, with the tennis. They're balls. never to scale. If somebody I... actually tried to make one to scale, that'd be really it'd interesting. Be impossible. Like the entire gymnasium, you know, it'd be. Isn't that, you'd have to like, like a baseball sun in the middle of the gym, then like the rest, the farthest out planets would be like outside of the building still. I don't believe I it is something uh, like that, yeah. She, could just, that up, she but, uh, could just say that she made a solar system, but only bring in a basketball and be like, it's to scale. The rest of the planets are outside <laughs> of the building. Yeah, yeah. It's they're so small size. you can't see them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're outside of the building. Perfect. So that, that's your, we've tasked you with either a volcano or solar, or solar system. So good luck with that. Um, I want to. I you just sent me this this cold story. Uh-huh. Like, um, uh, for our non-American uh, listeners, America is currently buried under snow. How this, this should be the top story for the whole world. You guys should all know this. Right, you have yeah. an obligation. It's America. It is actually like yeah. even like I check the BBC News website every day, and that is still a story. And like the BBC News is still yeah. like America. Yeah. Your defender is cold. <laughs> <laughs> When you check the BBC Who keeps news, the aliens like, it, from attacking the world? <laughs> is, it like, is it like five looking but up at Will the sun Smith is when in LA, you read the so BBC news, Matt? You just it, pine for your homeland? It's uh, <laughs> a single a single tear just runs down my face, and then a cheesemaker runs past me. Uh, but it really, really is top story here. Um, North American temperature records tumble. Um, there's been a lot of... Uh, do you know the latest injury 
jokes that have been happening during due to the cold weather? Slipping on frozen spit. Penis frostbite. Close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two. They're the, they're the eyeballs freezing up and falling out of your Ooh. head. They're in the two, three, and four spot. Uh, what's well, been happening a lot recently? Uh, a meteorologist made a video on YouTube, and it's not the first time this has been done, where uh, he took a saucepan of boiling hot water, mm-hmm. threw it in the air, and it's turned to snow before it hits the ground. Oh. Right, I've seen that. I've seen which is pretty videos. impressive because the right. the cold the cold air holds next to no moisture. It instantly vaporizes. Uh, the hot water vaporizes and then condenses and freezes mm-hmm. and falls to the ground as snow. It's an impressive thing. Um, so it turns out not as easy to do as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I know where this is going. There's now quite a few videos on YouTube of people basically throwing boiling water <laughs> into themselves or their friends' faces. <laughs> My beautiful eyes. One little tip if you do decide to give this a go. Um, throw it in the direction of the wind and not against the wind. Yeah. <laughs> that's one And thing also, that... make sure you go outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Just throwing boiling water in your house. <laughs> also, make sure you're in one of the places that's experiencing winter. Right. right. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like right now in L.A., if you do that. Yeah, just on Melrose. Just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, everybody, watch this. <laughs> Boiling <laughs> water coming through. Oh God, yeah, it's a uh, it's a record low of minus twenty seven Celsius. Uh, wait, no, okay, that's not as bad then. Um, in Chicago yesterday, uh, where's the With point the wind when they look down to is minus like, fifty? Well, you minus forty, double it, minus thirty two. Thirty two is what I mean. Yeah, minus thirty two is the point that Fahrenheit and Celsius are the same. Okay, so get into that place. Yeah, miserable. My brother's out in Chicago, and he said uh, he he was out for like two minutes, and you, it's just unbearable no matter how many layers you're wearing. It's uh, Yeah, and it's colder still, I think, in Minneapolis and Winnipeg. Well, no one should live in Winnipeg. I've been through this before. <laughs> yeah. No one No one says it's not a place that people should live in. I, but be yeah. sure to but, come out and see my comedy show. Yeah. Uh, Rumors Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very nice place to perform comedy. Absolutely. Uh, there are some very nice people who live there, yeah. but they shouldn't. Do they, just keep, yeah. they just keep the Fleetwood Mac album going on a constant loop throughout the whole weekend. Yeah. You get sick That's of, exactly you know, it. Hearing you make love and fun I, for the 30th time by the end of the... And you just have to do the actions, yeah. and then they pay you, and then, and then you go back to your hotel. That's how the gig works. Nice. Uh, so, Canada yeah, for you, baby. So, yeah, as, as temperatures have been falling, uh, everyone's been blaming this uh, mysterious polar vortex thing, but it turns out this is a system of winds in the stratosphere that spins around the Arctic... And Antarctic during their respective winters, um, many kilometers above the weather. There's nothing unusual about the polar vortex, according to the UK Met Office. Instead, cold Arctic air has reached North America thanks to a weakened jet, weakened jet stream. But apparently, weakened jet stream doesn't sound as good as polar vortex. Polar vortex. Polar vortex. If you're someone doing a new story on that. Yeah, I did love. Uh, there was some just Q and A with a meteorologist, and he just you could see with every question he was getting more and more frustrated. He's like, no, it's not a storm. Like, so there, one of the questions is, what should you do if one of these storms is? It's not a storm. It's just really cold. It's not a storm. <laughs> should I? I mean, I have babies. Should I keep the babies indoors? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah you yeah. should keep the babies. It's ba- just cold. Just don't don't go outside. It's, it's, it's pretty easy. It's. Yeah. I have a softball game this Saturday. <laughs> should we play? Okay. Good tip. Is it outside? And and why do you, and why do they have to do these reports from outside? <laughs> Yeah. You can go inside. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you can show us that it's cold. You can't, like, yeah the, yeah, the weather forecaster is not allowed to just stand next to the window, open it for a brief <laughs> second, and go, 
cold. They have to yeah. basically <laughs> risk their lives to stand out so that the local news anchor can throw to them. I think I saw like a uh, like a news blooper. I don't think it was from this period, but uh-huh. it was someone like out in horrible weather, and they were basically like, "Yeah, I've been here for five hours. It sucks. Yeah. Yes, it's, that's what's yeah, happening. Of it yeah. sucks. It's, it's miserable. Yeah. It's shitty. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> but that's like for some reason, it's." essential for news item like any kind of news item yeah, to have the to reporter have there i've always wondered about that like why do you need to for someone to be there in order to report on it and i guess it's like well because who else would give you the information no it's because we wouldn't believe them because <laughs> yeah. they're liars right there's no hurricane <laughs> stupid news cover up obama yeah. right they're still just getting their information from the same wire services yeah. like that person's yeah, not gone else. out with a notebook yeah. and got all the information that yeah. morning but they have to be stood there so that they can duck a boat that's being blown past them in the background. <laughs> but if they like go out there, we wouldn't the have ocean. people like walking behind them, making funny faces and stuff, <laughs> shouting "Baba Booey." <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine with me. Yeah, there was one great one where it was uh, horrible weather, and the reporters all bundled up, and then like three guys start dancing in their underwear in the background, showing <laughs> that it's not that cold. Like, I forgot when that was in the last year or so. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a thing, and like. 50 years, people will look back on him like, can you believe these idiots thought that they had to send somebody out in no, the weather? No, it's to- going to get worse and worse. It's not going to, we're not going to stop think, really? doing that. We're going to have people it's- like, you have to be naked while you do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just show the effects on the human body yeah. in yeah. every part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now for the nipple report. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you just like see how erect it gets because of the weather. <laughs> As usual, we're going to send an intern out into this to see how long they live. I did like that Anchorman 2, like the, the subtext of Anchorman 2 was that that was the team responsible for like mm-hmm. the shitty 24-hour news cycle, and Brick was the guy who was the first guy to stand out in shitty weather just because yeah. he's an idiot. Not the best movie, but uh, pretty funny. I'm still yet to see it. Yeah. I just spoiled it. Sorry. Had some good mm-hmm. points. Way to go. Yeah. As, as sequels go, better than The Hangover. Uh, comedy sequels are a tough thing you know it's like are you supposed to just hit the same beats as the first one it's not like you're furthering good comedy sequels good yeah good comedy sequels are a tough thing and I'm just thinking like can you name like one classic comedy sequel come on we can do this Uh, Caddyshack 2 Jackie Mason Ghostbusters 2 terrible there's really not any Um, did you guys see Groundhog Day 2 For real? No. Okay. What? No. Okay, Emily, you're a good actress. You're nodding. Yes and. Yes. No. It was about Arbor Day. Okay. (laughs) Nothing repeated. They just had a nice time. On Arbor Day? They just climbed some trees. Yeah. Completely different storyline. None of the same actors. Bill Murray's not in it, but Andy McDowell is. Excellent. Your nod is way too convincing, Emily. You couldn't tell me anything with that nod. Oh, I've been taken. Best comedy sequel. Best co- there aren't yeah I, I, it might be like Ghostbusters no, too which is not saying I, much. Fletch thinking of there, there's, no, there's no great comedy one. franchises. The clumps. The clumps. Yeah. <laughs> naked Gun two and a half. Oh, that was all right. Gun, yeah, it was the a naked franchise. That was a good, good one. Right? I never saw Airplane two. Wasn't it on like a magic space bus or something? Uh, well, they went to space. They were. It was. It wasn't a magic space bus. It was a space shuttle, which is an actual thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Probably yeah, science. Yeah. Awesome. You know, we can go into space magic now. Space buses. Yeah, on magic space buses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of space buses, well, sure, in a movie they can. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's probably a good point to transition into some space talk. You guys like space talk? Space, space talk. talk. 
Um, there is a rare eclipsing double asteroid situation that was discovered. I'm going to call it a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, a situation. <laughs> the double asteroid discovered situation. by a couple of students, a couple of undergrad students in Maryland. Uh, which again, I think that's bullshit. Like, good I, work. Well done, well done. I'm impressed, but is I think it, that's is it good work, students, or bad work, science? Mm, yeah, someone else yeah. wasn't looking hard enough. Uh, they said fewer than 100 asteroids of this type have been identified in the main asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, uh, according to Melissa Hayes-Gerke, who teaches the hands-on class for non-astronomy majors in which the eight students made the find in the fall semester. Wait, they weren't this- even astronomers. Isn't that crazy? Majors. Yeah, yeah. That must really burn the ass. <laughs> the guys even worse the- than that, they were astrology majors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what's an eclipsing asteroid? Uh, so it's two asteroids that are really close to each other, and they, and they sort of orbit and regularly eclipse one another, so occasionally it looks like... Sounds like all one. of my friendships in high school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, like Judy. Bitchy girl asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> just like edging in front of you. Yeah. Hi. I heard your name's Darren. They're going to break apart for like a couple of years mm-hmm. and then come back together yeah. like nothing ever happened. Yeah. So this is uh, called 3905 Doppler, catchy-ass name. Uh, it's an eclipsing binary asteroid, and it'll be presented in a poster session January 7th, which uh, sounds kind of like a science fair. Poster session? Yeah. Uh, at the 223rd meeting <laughs> of the like American... a few of the posters are going to be of the asteroid, and then there's going to be Farrah like... Fawcett. Uh, Johnny Depp playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan dunking. Yeah. Uh, the cat that's hanging... That's yeah, the cat hanging... The scratching her ass. Bob Marley. <laughs> che Guevara. Bless this mess. <laughs> one of those one of those college ones that has like stick figures having sex every way possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like grid. yeah. Or like a smiley face that's got uh dreadlocks and his eyes are bloodshot. Mm-hmm. All the different kinds of bears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, what were we talking about? Sorry, okay. I can keep going with this all night. One tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. Do people still buy posters? Oh, yeah. Is there still a Spencer's Gifts? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, Um, My, like, freshman year of college, you wouldn't know this because you didn't go to college. I didn't go to college. Um, Freshman year of college, like, when you're buying your books. Freshman, what is that? That's the first one, First year, okay. Um, When you're buying your books by the bookstore, there's, like, people selling posters to you, and it's all of, like, the classics that you would expect. Belushi uh, in the college sweatshirt from Animal House. Everybody's Einstein, the Einstein poster. Yeah, Einstein with the tongue tongue out. out. That one's not as popular. Oh, Johnny Cash. Flipping off the camera mm-hmm. That's a good one I, oh, they Pink Floyd album one covers in, Still pretty big I had one in my yeah. College room um, It was called The First Kiss And it oh, had oh, yeah. And it was Clint? like a little No it was the a little It was a little baby uh, Giraffe Oh. And like a mother giraffe leaning over and kissing it on the forehead oh, But I realized hot. if you turn it upside down It's like a giraffe balancing act uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like a little giraffe balancing on the head of a bigger giraffe. You sound like you were really we cool in college. Oh, that's 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 awesome. um, okay, I like. If that's not enough, I also juggled. <laughs> Unicycled or not? Did you? Can you ride a unicycle? There was a unicycle, but I never got the hang of it. Unicycle's very difficult. Yeah. The, co- the college guy in the unicycle is nothing sadder. I want someone to do a documentary on where those what happens in their lives after. Uh, I know what happens. Are in you their college lives. Unicycle? I went to a. I worked at a circus camp for a long time. They what? Become adult, <laughs> they become adult counselors and right. they get kicked out for um, sexually harassing underage girls. Oh. And then uh, one of their the girls' brothers will run their unicycle over with his car. <laughs> wow. That's pretty specific. Yeah. Is. It happens to every one of them. Well, that's, the, that's the life of the unicyclist. There's a uni right in there, man. It's just them. They're one man against but, the world. But until that happens, it's a pretty cool way to get from one end of the campus oh, yeah. to the other. <laughs> 
And there was this, you'd see a guy. So beloved. I love, like, I've, I've more than once when I've been doing a gig at a university, I've seen unicycle guy hit us hit an unexpected speed bump and fall off oh, and it never gets tired the oh, best. it's, it's best also not faster oh, or no, no, easier no. than walking there's no, 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 there's no benefit of like <laughs> gear ratio ridiculous yeah <laughs> oh let's take one of the wheels off of a bicycle it's the dumbest idea it's like the like the the worst uh the first thing ever was the uh was the gigantic wheel on the bicycle it was like yeah. the, the worst uh, the penny father well, no, at, at least that has uh it's going to be difficult if there's an incline, but at least you do have the speed benefit of like, you know, one rotation is going to be a lot of distance because yeah. your legs are moving one a small amount. One pedal actually moves you for the big far. wheel. But then you can accomplish the same thing with gears on a bike, which is what you do when you're in the highest gear on your bike. So that the, yeah. they didn't have gear technology, I'm guessing. So you're at not that point. defending the giant wheel. I am defending the giant wheel. It's yeah. better than a unicycle, is what we're yes. saying. Yes. Well, as the far as. So is yeah. dating girls. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things better, yeah. <laughs> So was petty larceny. So was pretty much everything. Uh, and I'm guessing that didn't actually predate gears. Gears have probably been around for many centuries. I don't know. But uh, yeah, unicycle guy. How did we get on this? Oh yeah, poster session. Poster session. Yeah. Which we we, we uh, do actually know what that is, just because uh, previous guest on the show, Chris Thompson. Uh, oh, that's right. Brother of Hank Thompson, a comedian. It was our first sibling comedian and scientist pair. Uh-huh. Uh, he was explaining a poster session is basically at a conference. If you get invited to the conference, but you don't get invited to do like the main presentation, mm. it's like the sort of runner-up prize. You know, it's what like I as a comedian, so you what, set up in the I lobby. Call it a poser session, right? Come on, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, don't high five. That. No, um, I'm a nice what, guy. What does the word poster mean? So they they literally. It is pretty much like a science fair. They just so get, they just hold, have a poster. They have with like a stool concept on it, and then if people want to hear about it, they can. Yeah, with like their work, and this is what I've been doing my PhD. This is what I did my PhD on, or this is my current like this right. is my current research, and they just prepare like a little presentation that mm-hmm. people can come up and ask them, and they start discussion and have little back and forth science dialogue but it's and not like, like as prestigious as doing one of the main presentations like one of the full talks yeah. they'll have like name tag that says ask me about eclipsing binary asteroids yeah. Yeah. we should do one of the difference of throwing <laughs> boiling water in the face <laughs> in different ask me about throwing boiling water in the air and okay. whether or not we you should do boiling that. water in the face of a guy at 70 degrees <laughs> Find out the line when it stops. Then we took that same guy. We did it at sixty degrees. We kept doing it. It's the ultimate trust exercise. You know? <laughs> like some kind of corporate trust building weekend. The boiling water. You just the throw the pan ball. in the bowl. Yeah. God, I gotta look up these videos now. I didn't know about that. Yeah, there's been a lot of people t- tweeting. Like, people are posting them after the horrible burns happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They film it thinking they're going to be filming snow, and then they're like, well, a loved one was horribly disfigured. Yeah. I can't wait to see what ridiculousness does with that. <laughs> <laughs> was that your transition for me to mention the... Oh, no. Okay. There's a... No. I just yeah. think it's the best uh, web clip show yep. on television. <laughs> Um, so anyhow, yeah, so this, um, these students, they studied, um, this 3905 Doppler over four nights in October of 2013, uh, and each four-person team observed and photographed the asteroid using a privately owned telescope in Nirpio, Spain, which they accessed and controlled over the internet. So again, these guys, 
it's like the ultimate armchair astronomy and they're getting it must really burn if you're an astronomer out there who's angry about this write in yeah one of these guys was a junior who majored in cell biology write in be better at astronomy (laughs) yeah don't spend your time writing into a podcast exactly if somebody walks up to an open mic first time ever and does like the best joke on I don't know the cold snap or whatever I'm not gonna be pissed at him I should write a better joke. I just, I just looked on Twitter. I just, I just typed into the search thing, uh, "boiling water burned," and literally every five minutes, it's like, just saw a kid throw a pot of boiling water outside. It blew back at him and burned him. <laughs> Mitchell and I just tried the boiling water to ice trick. He threw the boiling water in the air, and it came back and burnt my leg and head. It's just like, it's like every five minutes, someone else is. <laughs> what cities are they in? Are they even in the cold places? <laughs> That's so perfect. That's so perfect. <laughs> but when it works, it is impressive. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm so listeners to the show, don't let this put you off throwing boiling water. <laughs> I wonder Keep if trying. it's like it's vi- it's yeah. like violin where like until you're really good at it, it sounds terrible. Yeah. But you have to stick with it. <laughs> well, this is line. the old risk versus reward thing. Uh-huh. The the reward is you get to see something kind of cool for a second. Yeah, you get uh-huh. to make The risk snow. is you burn the skin off of your face. <laughs> yeah. What's worth it? I'd say it's worth it. Yeah. What it's were like you those using it for anyway, yeah. aside from presenting rail, yourself to you the know? world? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do uh, keep doing that. Keep throwing up boiling water and send yeah. us some videos of it. And yeah, um, email us probably science at gmail.com and remember to include the subject line, boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> probably scalding. <laughs> So anyhow, so this uh, this asteroid pair was actually discovered in 1984, but over the coming d- decades, it attracted scant attention. Then this past September, they picked it. These it students got hotter it. and it was getting know, hot. Got its hair done. Yep. Hey. <laughs> um, they picked it as an asteroid worth observing because they were well positioned in the autumn sky, and uh, they were scientific enigmas. Um, so they controlled those those that ast- that uh, telescope remotely rather. Um, and their main task was to photograph changes in the intensity of each asteroid's reflected light and turn those images into a light curve, which is a graph of a celestial object's brightness over time. Um, and uh, based on that, uh, it looked as though like sometimes one of the rotating rocks had suddenly gone dark, and they suspected that's that what was happening was they were eclipsing each other, and it's actually two asteroids orbiting. So that's kind of cool. Good work, guys. Good on you. Is it going to hit us or no? Uh, no, it's out between... Uh, Which is the one that's going to hit us? There's one that's going to hit us, right? There's the, the good one and the evil one? Yeah. The, the one that has the goatee is the one we should send Bruce Willis up to. That's the and the other one one's just going to help us and teach us important life lessons. Yeah. Okay. Become our asteroid buddy. Matt, do you have a story for us? Yeah. Well, here's a, here's a little uh, nice story. It's always good when things find love. And... Uh, this turns out uh, researchers from the University of Bristol have observed mating for the first time in the microbes responsible for African sleeping sickness, uh, which is a horrible tropical disease caused by, um, I always pick the stories with the things I can't pronounce, uh, trypanosomes, which are single cell parasites that are found in the blood of those afflicted. Uh, and this team from Bristol were able to see what they were getting up to uh, inside the tsetse fly that carry the disease by using fluorescent markers. Tsetse, is that how you pronounce it? Tsetse. Tsetse. Yeah. Uh, that's two things I failed to pronounce so far in this article, and we're two paragraphs in. The first one sounded right, though. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, um, 
So they, 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 they marked some of these microbes with uh, red fluorescence and others with green fluorescence. Yep. And then you could see when they start to get it on and then it's really Christmassy. Yeah. It's like a uh, seasonal... It's Christmas time, yeah, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but they actually have like mating between these mm-hmm. microorganisms. Microbes. Uh, Professor Wendy Gibson, who led the research, commented, it's not only bigger animals that have intricate courtship, but you need a powerful microscope to see this. So if you want to... <laughs> If you want to ruin their good time and get super pervy, you get a giant microscope. You're capable of jerking off while looking into a microscope. <laughs> and I think we all are. <laughs> We've well, all I can been do there. it in a telescope, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one would work. Uh, so um, evidently sex, sex matters for microbes because it enables genes to be swapped between different strains, leading to new combinations of genes. And in the case of disease-causing microbes like the trypanosome, trypanosome, however we're saying it, uh, sex can potentially lead to a lot of harmful genes being combined in one strain. These new results suggest that sex is not an optional or rare part of this microbe's life, si- life cycle, but probably happens every time two trypanosomes find themselves together in the same tsetse fly. So that's terrifying? Damn. Yeah, just these little disease-carrying tiny things humping. Yeah. And becoming more dangerous. And and, becoming and more harmful. dangerous in the Remember process. Remember that, kids. Yeah. yeah. Sex is dangerous wait, and terrible. Yeah. <laughs> wait until... And it gives you diseases. <laughs> I don't know what the lesson here is. Um, but well, these... don't ever go to Africa. Is it, it, really? All I hear is terrible... Yeah, there's nothing but awful, terrible stories of weird diseases that we've never heard of before that just came out of Africa. Yeah, have you heard so, of... Uh, I believe it's called river blindness. Anybody heard of that? <laughs> It's I don't know, but I think horrifying. in Africa you can put together any animal or terrain and any type of affliction, d- affliction <laughs> and it is something that you can it's find there. Happen. Yeah, yeah. There's and, a- and that's may, hopefully you get a disease, and that a nine-year-old with a machine gun doesn't kill you. That's the thing <laughs> that also may happen. Hey, but you know what? They don't have polar vortexes. No yeah. polar vortices. Yeah, <laughs> so- that's true. There's yeah. No boiling water in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, this, yeah. We don't have an excuse for why our bodies are being disfigured. We're doing it to ourselves and putting it on YouTube. Yeah, we do lead the world in, in self-induced uh, Darwin Award-style deaths, probably. Do we? I, I say, Don't you think America does? I would have to guess we do. I don't know. Or Australia. I mean, like, per capita as well. I mean, I put in a vote for Japan just because of their game shows. <laughs> yeah, but people don't die shows. from that, do they? Or are we counting just any injuries? No, yeah, they don't tend to die. Yeah, I think actual deaths—it's got to be America. Who else? Who else would top us? Who else has leisure time no. to invent activities? <laughs> to yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess a combination of free time, free disposable time, income, yeah, too much land, <laughs> just lack of authority and, figures, and then three hundred million guns dispersed between <laughs> yeah. three hundred million people. Yeah, okay. And I want to talk about river blindness for a second because this is like terrifying when I first read about this. Okay. Uh, this is called onchocerciasis. And this or river renders you blindness. unable to see rivers. You can't see. <laughs> you can't distinguish between rivers. <laughs> like you're just so tolerant. You're just like, you don't, like, every river is as good as any other one. Like, yeah, I, just, I refuse right. to. It's just blue land. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just constantly walking into yeah, just driving your car right into it. Sorry, I can't. I... <laughs> River blindness, um, but it's caused. It's second only to trachoma um, as an infectious cause of blindness. Um, there's a bacteria, an endosymbiotic bacteria called Wolbachia pipientis that causes a severe inflammatory response that leaves many blind. As of 2001, an estimated 18 million people suffer from this with 270,000 cases of blindness related to that. 
And um, from what I've heard, it also uh, makes you just itch uncontrollably to the, to the point that people will like scratch themselves like huge wow. gashes into their body because they can't get away from it. It just sounds like the worst possible thing. And you can get it so easily just from this waterborne bacteria. Oh, God. Yeah. But it, um, so it makes you blind? It causes elephant skin, which is the thickening of human skin. Um, lizard skin, the thickening rick- wrinkled skin changes that may result from this. Is this uh, a gypsy curse? Yeah. <laughs> Spotted depigmentation or leopard skin. So any animal that causes that kind of skin yeah. in you. Um, uh, this sounds blindness. like a kid's cartoon where they like turn into different jungle mm-hmm. animals yeah. and fight crime. <laughs> the river blindness team. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This really they're insensitive. Just scratching <laughs> themselves constantly as they're trying to fight off villains. Ugh. Yeah. Anyhow, so don't get animorphs. that. Animorphs. I'm thinking of animorphs. <laughs> that TV show, Animorphs. I don't know about that. Oh, wait, what is this? There's a subsection here in Wikipedia about nodding disease, which is an unusual <laughs> form of ep- epidemic epilepsy associated with onchocerciasis or associated with this disease. Um, it was first described in the 1960s uh, and it manifests itself in healthy five to 15 year olds. Um, Oh my god! Yeah, oh, this is super sad. This is re- can we? Sorry, but I mean the nodding part's interesting. Yeah, again. okay, okay. <laughs> but it's like it's also kind of the improv disease. It's the SN disease. It's the you know yes, you're just you get it and then you with, just say yes to every disease nod, that yeah, follows. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Okay. This is super. <laughs> yeah. And a new this is disease. super dire. But yeah, don't go to Africa. It's it's all these awful things. Sorry, Africa. I'm sure. Sorry, Africa. Things going on. There. In case you're listening, would you know where else you don't want to be? Where? Uh, and this is not a place that was sung about by Toto. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Have you listened to all the B-sides? <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that they played that at Mandela's um, memorial. They, they yeah. did not. You didn't hear they about played that? played Africa? Yeah, instead of playing music from an actual like indigenous group, they played oh, Toto's hit oh Africa. <laughs> Here's what we think of you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was Mandela's favorite song, you guys. Yeah, he loved. He re- you Rosanna know what else he hated was, was sign favorite, language. Mandela <laughs> hated sign language. That guy's the best. Um, this is an article that Andy doesn't have in front of him, but um, uh, apparently you don't want to be in the upper atmosphere either because we've nuked it. Apparently, um, nuclear weapon test uh, debris persists in the atmosphere. Uh, they previously thought that um, it would now be negligible, but plutonium... Well, sure. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't it? Negligible <laughs> is relative. It's yeah. like what you decide to <laughs> neglect. <laughs> <laughs> it's negligible yeah, to it's them. very yeah. true, yeah. Uh, apparently, plutonium and cesium isotopes are still present in the upper atmosphere in uh, surprisingly high concentrations. Thanks to um, us nuking the sky. USA! Dr. Jose Colcho of Alvarado from the Institute of Radiation Physics uh, at Lausanne uh, Lausanne University Hospital in Switzerland said most of the radioactive particles are removed in the first few years after the explosion, but a fraction remains in the stratosphere for a few decades or even hundreds of thousands of years. Pretty big. Wait a second. Uh, yeah, I for a few decades, or even or... hundred thousand years. Who would have thought there'd be ramifications for nuclear weapons? It does say um, the levels were not high enough to pose a risk to human health. Presumably, because if you're in the upper strat- stratosphere, there are other things that can yeah, at that point. Other stuff happened. Why are you up there? Yeah. You're doing a Red Bull commercial at that point. <laughs> Come down, you witch. <laughs> Just an angry parrot in their backyard. Billy? Billy, get down from there. Get He's up down. in the stratosphere. Again. Get down from the stratosphere. There is radiation up there. 
<laughs> the Cold War. <laughs> Dinner's getting cold. You're not my real mom. <laughs> Just come down. <laughs> so yeah, if this isn't a concern for us, why is it even? I'm not trying to call out your story. I'm 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 playing the part of the inquisitive listener. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when I hear about these colleges, all I can think of how bad it would suck to be the comic that gets that gig to go to that college. What was it? The Louisiana University and the, uni- the, the, one radi- like- the School of Radiation <laughs> Studies. Um, I've heard the Colorado School of Mines is actually a pretty fun comedy gig. I, yeah. That was the that was the last college I played in 2013. What's the it was, Colorado School of Mines. It's just outside it was Denver. A school where you learn how to make mines. But apparently, it, it turns out I did I did a luckily did a brief Google before I got there, so I didn't just talk about Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> although I did a bit, but. Um, it turns out it's America's leading engineering school. Oh, uh, but wow. the gig was great. It was really... <laughs> if any people... I plug probably science. I don't know if anyone from the show then decided to start listening. But if anyone's listening, thank you for being a good audience. They, <laughs> I heartily recommend it to any potential college-playing comedians. Nice. I did a, uh, a Christmas party Saturday uh-huh. for a glass company. Woo! Really? Go ahead. Write some glass jokes right now. <laughs> was it- I had three months to work on it. Not easy. <laughs> was it- uh, how about uh, you, ha- you have to like get there early enough and find out who the stupidest guy at the company is and then just make a joke about him walking into the door. <laughs> right? Or you, or you can say, like, I don't want to blow this gig because glass blowing's right. a thing, right? Uh, you, here's the ones ask- I had. I had... Uh, <laughs> I had. I wrote some glass jokes. But you guys are gonna see right through them. I, I like had, that. I like uh, that. That's not bad. We don't care if the glass is half empty or half full, just so long as somebody bought a glass. <laughs> uh, what did I have? Uh, Ira glass is a thing. <laughs> Stephen uh, Philip Glass Steagle. Oh, and it's like uh, it was a woman that booked the gig, and I th- said, "I'm I'm I'm glad a woman has risen that high in the company because it should glass be the only one with a glass ceiling." ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you ask him if they made functional glass or that stupid glass that just sits there? <laughs> I always thought pot. I thought I said pot pair for now. Yeah, the best euphemism is functional glass. <laughs> it's not like this glass. They hated just... me because the next week I was doing a contact company. <laughs> so, <laughs> did, did you say uh, I don't mind if you don't like me, but please don't throw stones? <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Damn it! They were a tough audience to crack. <laughs> Uh, did, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, go get you going, this. but I don't want to warm you up too quickly. That one's too scientific. <laughs> I do have some experience in this field because last weekend I was at a convention for uh, an Asian lawnmower manufacturer. So, uh, no, nope. <laughs> no, too much math involved in that. No, okay. Right. Uh, something yeah. about like last week racy, I was doing a show for sand, and then I guess it got heated up. I don't know how glass is made. It's sand, <laughs> it's right? Something about it's sand. Because yeah. there's an old sand. riddle, right? Uh, what can uh, make you blind but also give you sight? Is the sand hot? Sand, hot burning sand <laughs> thrown in the air, it's boiling water yeah. <laughs> thrown in your face yeah. for a YouTube video. Uh, it could be like a a temperamental optician. <laughs> You could make it blind. <laughs> Just like well, a- anything, actually. <laughs> yeah. Anything can make you blind yes. and give you sight, really. Yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> I got nothing else glass related. Oh, um, Do we have time for one more story? We could probably rifle through one quickly. Or do you really actually have to go, Emily? Were you saying? No, just- <laughs> okay. uh, would you guys rather talk about social network related things? Um, 
racism, how it ages, uh, accelerates uh, aging. In, okay, let's do it. We have an excellent record uh, of sensitivity. Does my vote yeah. not count? Uh, <laughs> I want to hear all the options Emily's first. The guess, come on. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, racism, what Sports-related things. It's no. sort of a tie into uh, well, the science of whether you keep your eye on the ball or... That doesn't make it more okay. interesting to me. Okay. <laughs> That's totally understandable. Um, okay, so yeah, racism, how it can Race. accelerate aging in African-American men or um, how people... Uh, unconsciously put limits on the size of their social networks. Well, actually, racism used to end the aging of African American men, so I think we're probably Ooh. doing better Ooh. in America now, right, guys? God, I thought really? river blindness was putting a break on the fun, but uh... <laughs> so the social network story. It is. <laughs> yeah, let's do the social networking sure. story. <laughs> sure. Uh, so a new study shows that people put most effort into communicating with a very small number of people of close friends and family. Operating with an unconscious one-in, one-out policy so that communication patterns remain the same even when friendships change. And so despite the way mobile technologies and social networking sites have made it easier to stay in touch with large numbers of acquaintances, this study shows that people still put most of their efforts into communicating with small numbers of close friends or family. And yeah, when they add one, someone else sort of gets bumped out. Like you only have so much mental space to have. So to be brief on this, fail. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I don't understand. But okay. Apparently, you're not into social I feel, media, man. I feel better about my <laughs> glasses. That's all thing. you need to know. Fail. Yes. That's all you need to know. That's what the kids Everything are saying sucks. these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait. So, how does this factor in the people that you hate, whose profile you visit every day, but never talk <laughs> right. to? Yeah. Is that still considered yeah. somebody? Like, I, I can't believe the stuff that Facebook has decided I want to see, but it must be because I'm clicking on it. Like. People that I'm uh-huh. like, this guy's an idiot, but he keeps posting, and I get so mad at because you uh, click on read all comments because you're like, someone's gonna put him in this place, uh, right? I just I get so mad at Upworthy and these sites that do nothing but just fucking put a wrapper around a you YouTube won't video. Believe what happens? What happened? Video? <laughs> just fucking tell me. I'm <laughs> craziest thing ever. I am a at a minute fan. thirty, I thought he was crazy. At two minutes and twenty seconds, I realized he's got the solution to all of the world's problems. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I just skip to that? Yeah, yeah. I am a big fan now of the Twitter accounts Upworthy Spoiler. Oh my god, and I love Spoiler as well. I love Upworthy Spoiler. And all it all it does is literally just tells you what the thing is, so you don't have to click on the dumb <laughs> link. Yeah, which well, is great. Here's the thing: is it's like if it's something that you're interested in, you'll still click on it, but yeah. you don't click on it just to get the. The yeah. itchy questions. I hate being yeah tricked into it's clicking so on it. So manipulative. It's so transparent, and yet it, I, I fall for it. Yeah, it's like somebody. But that upworthy spoiler. It's like if somebody came on one of those teaser things for the news. Like, is there something in your home that might be killing you? Someone just goes no. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Or, or just goes like, don't eat pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Saves you the trouble of watching the next seven minutes of nonsense. So if you work for Upworthy and listen to this, oh, fuck you. That's, uh, you're Upworthy contributing is like to the, the most shared <sighs> website. Yeah, I like, hate it so much. They crack the, co- they crack so the code much. of like the ultimate clickbait. They're really good at it. Uh, but now I... Like I, I constantly see links come up on Facebook. I'm like, oh, I'm get- oh, that seems. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, it's not worthy. You're not going to click it. Like, I'm, yeah. I've now got to the point that I'm actively. I'm actually, I didn't, I didn't know about this. This is good. This is good to know. You didn't I know click on up- everything. Oh, okay, have I click guys, on everything. Have you guys seen Upworthy Generator? Yeah. It's even better than the spoiler. It just you can keep refreshing it, and it'll generate one of those just like clickbait style headlines. This college and like, professor <laughs> and an accompanying picture of usually a woman crying. So here, I'll just do something that come up. Uh, if you can watch this and not feel disgusted, then you have no emotions. <laughs> <laughs> or try not to roll your eyes when you listen to these two questions. Or what happens when one forgotten music teacher speaks up for the voiceless? <laughs> 
There's one too that's a tumbler. It's not a generator. It's like a tumbler that's just like Springfield upworthy. Uh, I can't quote it <laughs> offhand, great. but it's all just like things that happen on The Simpsons. <laughs> Google it and then laugh later. Here's not right now one. when I'm talking about it. Um, you, you won't believe the jaw-dropping one-minute video this bullied trailblazer created. <laughs> Um, it's Greg Oden. So this 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 uh, social network story was apparently carried out by Felix Reed Tsoukas, uh, uh, who is the James Martin lecturer in complex systems at Said Business School at the University of Oxford. I'd love to just I am a lecturer in complex systems. <laughs> it's just of any job title of any academic. Uh, yeah, tricky stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. I do, I do difficult things. It's, it's a real head scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> I could explain it. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> You wouldn't understand. There'd be no point. Um, but the research, the persistence of social signatures in human communication, was conducted by this international team, including uh, Felix and Robin Dunbar from the University of Oxford, and academics from the University of Chester in the UK and um, Alto in Finland. Um, and it combines survey data and detailed uh, data from mobile phone call records uh, that were used to track changes in the communication networks of 24 students in the UK over 18 months as they made the transition from school to university to work. Uh, at the beginnings of the studies, uh, researchers ranked members of each participant's social network according to emotional closeness. They discovered that in all cases, a small number of top-ranked emotionally close people received a disproportionately large fraction of calls. Uh, but within this general pattern, there was a in- clear individual level variation. Each participant had a characteristic social signature that depicted their particular way of allocating communications across the members of the social network. Um, and the researchers divide, discovered that even though participants' relationships changed and they made new friends during the intense transition period between school and university or university and work, um, individual social signatures remained stable. They what continued is- to make the same number of calls to people according to how they ranked them for emotional closeness, but the actual people and the rankings changed. So it's just like once a week when Downton Abbey's on, you have to call one person. Yeah, but that person will change over time. Yeah, It's never going to change the number of people. But seriously, Matt, how would you rate our emotional closeness? Um, Is I, it a 1 to 10? I wouldn't know without, um, without doing the full-on study. Well, it's complex systems. It's a complex system. Yeah, it's a complex system. How, what what I, do you see, guys... Oh. I don't think this is true because I have like 3,000 Facebook friends and I mm-hmm. message every one of them every day. Wow. That's yeah. I say, just checking yeah. in. And you do it once and once only and you just say, just checking in. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, your yeah. social signature. It's just checking in. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, if a, a, a 3,001 person showed up, yeah. someone would fall off the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. And that's what the study's saying. Probably be me. I have too much fun on your Facebook page oh. to let you know. Oh my God, you were a delight the other day, uh, baiting a, a Portland comic into thinking that you were actually saying that you're the most beautiful person in the world. Yeah. Not saying that you are. Of course you are. Yes. Of course I'm not. That's why it was hilarious. It was very, very funny. Thank you. I, I just very much appreciated seeing you. You never left caps, turn caps lock off. Nope. <laughs> Gotta leave that on. <laughs> and he was getting more and more angry. Yeah, he was getting. Oh, really I gotta annoyed. look at this. Yeah, now. You go yeah. to Andy's Facebook page. Uh, why are we talking about this thing Sorry. that people are listening? To <laughs> no one's, be able no to one's gonna Whatever. understand. Befriend me on Facebook. I don't turn anybody down. Yeah, I, I don't have a one in one out. I have an all in. Nobody ever <laughs> all out in, policy. Nobody <laughs> out. Yeah, I'm the Nobody here gets out alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why would I say no to anybody? I don't care about Facebook. If I had the balls, oh, I get so jealous of people that just quit Facebook. 
Right. But then yeah, I couldn't, you, you know, I couldn't maintain Then you wouldn't get excuse. booked on any right. shows. Also, yeah. I, I got to maintain, you know, the Bridgetown Facebook page, the True. podcast page. But uh, yeah, it would. My, I feel ridiculous would be so being this better. age and having a Facebook page. It's so. But you got it for this stupid ugh. job that yeah. we've taken. God, I hate it. Well, Facebook is becoming like for old people now too, right? Like oh, teenagers yeah. aren't using it; they're fleeing to Instagram or whatever and Snapchat. Yeah, and Snap, which is not—that's not, that's not a one for Snapchat one. I just replace... joined Snapchat, and I—I I, I can't work it out. I can't work out what it's the deal is. For... Like, <laughs> am I meant to send my penis to yes. people? Yeah. Like, okay. Only per- why else would you want something that disappears in five seconds? If not because oh, it's... this is the one where you send a picture and then the picture dissolves. and then the picture yeah. disappears. Well, if anyone yeah. wants to see my penis, then Snapchat, like, Matt Kirshen on it, and like why is that? Why would have to then? Well, because disappear because it's hard to take the picture just at the moment that the jizz comes out. <laughs> but if you if you can draw the jizz, oh, okay, okay, yeah, sort of photoshopping your own, <laughs> just, yeah, nice. I'm tired of disappointing people with yeah. no jizz in the picture. <laughs> I also think it's funny how it, it does tell you if someone screen grabs when you do it. Like you can still do that. Like someone could still just do yeah. a screen grab when they're looking at it, but it just te- it doesn't stop them. It just says, "Hey, that person just did this." Yeah. But they have the picture now. Well, so, then you just know to stop sending them pictures. But they still have. But they that still picture. have that one, and <laughs> yeah. then they'll put it on that evil website. Yeah. Yeah. Or they could well, like there's an evil website. Here's an evil website. I'm not going to plug it, but yeah, there's like don't. a website where this like shitty dude ha- like gets pictures of girls that like from their exes. Revenge oh. porn. Yeah, revenge porn. God. Don't say it. No, I thought that's the name for the general oh, yeah. genre. That's of, the name for the website. <laughs> but then, yeah. And then they uh, yeah, no, they they basically under the guise of well, we could investigate and see whether that person doesn't have the rights to that picture and we could remove it, but that investigation will cost money. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. yeah, it's just the scummiest human being yeah. alive. Yeah. He makes Joe Francis look like Nelson Mandela over here. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Dennis Miller guy. Chachi. <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> this guy makes uh, Cassavetes look like Netanyahu. <laughs> That's all you need is a good four syllable deep pole of reference. And <laughs> Augie likes that. All right. That's my Dennis Miller. <laughs> I'm just trying well, to we lost the eighth graders why, again. Yeah, <laughs> make Cassavetes look like Netanyahu. Uh, that would be like a good like like a Nick brain a brain teaser is like you have to do a Dennis Miller like this guy makes random card <laughs> yeah, look yeah. like random card and you have to like come up with the situation. Boat trust, like, boat trust, golly. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. I got no more. <laughs> No more names. Anybody else got a four-syllable ethnic-sounding last name? Give me something. Well, uh, hold on here. Um, Make Mike Mike Krzyzewski Krzyzewski. (laughs) look like Madeline Albright. (laughs) (laughs) So we got to make a tumble. We got to make a generator. You just click a button, and it'll make (laughs) a a Miller reference. Yeah, political figure and pop culture figure with with the same rhythm of names. Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna get on that. Or someone else listening can. It could uh, be an app. We could, you just made yeah, an app. The Dennis go. Miller app. Oh, it's it's going to be I downloaded by like, at least yeah. six people. <laughs> oh, well, we're at it. If any of our listeners know how to make a uh, Twitter bot, I have an idea for a stupid Twitter account, and I can't work out how to do the. I can't work out how to do the programming bit. Why I had a go and I got stuck. Why does it have to be a bot? That. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you once it's done. Okay. Well, what, I don't understand what a bot would do that you couldn't just do that. Uh, it would have it, to like, do something automated. Every ge- it's robotic. But I'm saying it's it's something you wouldn't want to have any. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Emily. Oh. It's on computers. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's the bot. Yeah, okay. that's where the bot bit comes from. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Okay, Sorry, yeah, okay. Emily didn't my, explain I, it clearly. Now we even got them robots into social yeah. media, huh? I thought it was B O U G H T. I get it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I thought it was a rowboat. Yeah, that's another Twitter regional boat. pronunciation. <laughs> Water transit. Like, why are these small sea crafts <laughs> somehow on the internet? I don't know how they do that. All right, so listeners who know how to do that shit get. Oh no, you're gonna already help. Or me maybe Emily's friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, if we go any longer, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a Twitter cot, huh? <laughs> I would like sleep to sleep on. on. That's a sign that we are rusty. On, yeah. <laughs> a lot of wordplay coming from yeah, the yeah. east end of the I'm table uh, right now. Throwing it all out there anymore. <laughs> I got nothing to add scientifically. Augie, you do any shows that the listeners can? You, you have got uh, a show. What does this uh, come out? It's going to be coming it's out, tonight. out tonight. So oh, okay. by the 8th. Uh, uh, Saturday the 18th, headline in the Melrose Improv. Yeah. Excellent. It's a big show. Augie Everyone in LA, you've got some funny people joining you as well. Yes, I got, great. I got Ron Funches and Jimmy Dore. I got uh, Henry Phillips. It's a great lineup. I got young Jesse Case and uh, Lucas Seeley. Hot nice. lava. Mm-hmm. That's very funny. And, uh, and Augie itself. spit hot fire. <laughs> and you can people can find you on Twitter at Augie Smith at Augie Smith yep. and I believe there's a code, there's a promo code as well that yeah and if you want a five dollar ticket uh, put in Augie A U double G I E so do that Saturday the eighteenth anyone who lives in the LA region and wants to see a great comedy That's show right. do that all right I'll fly in man it's gonna fly. be good it's gonna be worth it um, Emily yes where can our Listeners, see you and find more stuff from you. Um, I'll be at Riot Fest this weekend oh, in Los right, Angeles. Yeah. Um, I'll be at SF Sketch Fest uh, February 7th and 8th, co-headlining the, the San Francisco Punchline. Oh, nice. sweet. Um, I'm also going to be in uh, Richland, Washington. Oh, at Jokers? And, Jokers at the uh, Atomic Bowl? I believe so. I believe so. And I'm oh. also going to be doing Scottsdale, Arizona, both mm-hmm. in uh, February, March. Look up my website, Is Emily Heller. Scottsdale? Uh, I think so, yeah. EmilyHeller.com? EmilyHeller.tumblr.com. EmilyHeller.com nice. is a food photographer. Oh. Also, uh, listen to my podcast, Baby Geniuses. We're coming back in the next month or so. Excellent. Do you talk to babies? I wish no, just um, just adults mostly. Um, but uh, we were gonna call it Babe Geniuses, but that was too sexual. <laughs> Uh, Do you only talk about the movie Baby Geniuses? Uh, no, though we have talked about that. We actually talk about the movie Mrs. Doubtfire probably three times as much as we talk about uh, the movie Baby nice Geniuses. Um, nice. And you tweet at Mr. Emily Heller? Yeah, at Mr. Emily Heller. Mr. Emily Heller. And suckmydicknewyorker.tumblr.com. <laughs> yes. I cannot wait. I've got a lot of so really messed up internet projects right now. Yeah, and at Augie Smith, Augie. Yeah. yeah. And i got some shows coming up uh, that I should probably mention. Um... I'm around LA in various places, and uh, screw you, find me in LA. I'll tweet that. But uh, but also, uh, I'll be I'll also be at Sketchfest um, in San Francisco. I think around that same weekend, the seventh to the eighth, seventh uh, mm-hmm. to the ninth. I'm going to be doing various uh, shows. I'll be doing. I'll be also co-headlining the improv with a very funny Aparna Nanchella who's been on the show before. Sorry, yeah. the punchline. Oh rather. yeah, so we're the, we're the same night, but you're w- one night you're the early show and I'm the late show. Oh, and, so you can and, see and, us yeah. both as a double bill. Yeah, um, just well, just stay if you want to stay for like four hours. Yeah, stick yeah. around, stick around <laughs> in the same room and watch far too much comedy in a night. Yeah, and I'll be doing set list and prompter, and also we'll be doing a live probably science. Yeah, you could make a day of it on uh, Saturday, February eighth, and Wait. see us at four o'clock at the punchline, mm-hmm. and then stay for your punchline show Saturday the eighth. Mine afterwards. Wait, I oh, think I'm doing set list too. Oh, awesome! Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, so check the uh, Sketchfest website, SF Sketchfest, I think it is dot com. And uh, and see all those shows and 
come out if you're in San Francisco and you want to see the show and you've you've been listening to the show, please come out and and watch us. We've got we've already got a couple of fun guest books and we're going to hopefully get a couple more. Um, and um, Michigan listeners, I'm going to be at Doctor Grin's in Grand Rapids uh, at the end of February, the final weekend of February. So go along to that if you are a Michigan person. And I don't know, you probably if you if you make it through this weather. Without scolding you your face, off, if you live <laughs> through the night. If you make it to the end of this sentence, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and Clarkson University, I'm at in February as well. It's just somewhere in upstate New York. I think I did it once before, and I remember it being far from any civilization. It's also probably frozen in. If you guys make it through the frost as well, yep, come to that. And as always, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Probably Science and go to ProbablyScience.com for past episodes to stream them, download them, subscribe, and you can donate there. You can comment there. That's your you one-stop shop. send us story ideas and or just send us, you know, just how hi. you're feeling today. Just, yeah. So we're not going to talk about the guy with two dicks on Reddit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, damn it. We got to go. Oh, I forgot what? we had Bye, guys. Thanks what? for having me. Oh. <laughs> Oh, go to Reddit and look up the dude with two dicks. It's fascinating. Augie, it's for another week. It's for another week. Augie, where have you been? Where have you been the last week? I do not know this. (laughs) It was the biggest ask me anything in the history of Reddit. Okay, also, if you have two dicks, uh, please tweet at us and you'll be a guest on the show. Guaranteed. And I'm not talking about the character actor Alan Tudyk. They have to have two penises. If you got two dicks and you want to meet two dicks. Well, let's not yeah. make it penis specific. If you have two of any body part that there's normally only one of, uh, then we want to hear from you. Yeah, good one. But I, 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 that thing with like the double vagina isn't as interesting, I think. Really? Yeah. Because I think where it's just like... Where are the two? I, it's all internal. Exactly. It doesn't you have guys, the fascination of like... I meant for things. that to be a good outro. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and I can't. I, now I can't stop. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go, guys. We'll talk about this another week. I gotta tell you guys something. <laughs> Cold fusion in a jar. Goodbye. Eleven was inside jump.